Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. guys we're back i'm actually real excited charity left us off at an interesting spot as she said guys go ahead and make sure you follow the show on social media facebook and instagram case watch podcast twitter case watch pod follow us on instagram i'm at not mark b charities at charity underscore case watch charity i'm hoping you have more historical facts because people are loving them i do but again before we get into that i just need to say that i'm still beating you on instagram but you know who's counting not not me yeah, that's why I haven't mentioned it, because you are beating me. So I was like, things and, better left unsaid. <laughs> and that's why I am mentioning it, because I believe you did chant at one of our earlier episodes, I want to be number one and I want to beat you. Yes. So. T-Mark, guys. People, T-Mark for the win. <laughs> it should be T-Mark and Charity. No, but anyways. Kind of defeats the purpose of beating you. <laughs> so yes, I do have some more weird history. So let's get right into it. Let's roll, baby. Some of it's more weird than others, but still, good to know these things. We really have only heard of male gladiators being around the ancient Rome, right? Correct. I Unless really you watched Game of Thrones, and then they had that uh, well, that tall drink oh, of water woman her. who kicked butt. Yes, she was awesome. So although they were very rare, there were some female gladiators, and they were called a gladiatrix or gladiatrixes, G-L-A-D-I-A-T-R-I-C-E-S. How would you say that? You got me. It's kind of like a dominatrix, but yeah, so it probably has I the like, same extracts on the end of it. Oh, yes, yes. I like the gladiatrix. 
I would want to be a gladiatrix if I was back in the day. Uh, you would probably be awesome? a pretty good one. That would be. What do you do for a living? I'm a gladiatrix. I am a gladiatrix and I will kick your bum. I would love that. I wouldn't want to die though. Well, that kind of defeats so to be really good. the point of doing this then. I know. I just would want to be one to have that name though and wear some fancy, cool gladiatrix clothes, but whatever. Let's not get into that because we don't want Mark, you know, running off with that. <laughs> Mark could design the apparel. Too late. <laughs> right, Mark? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What was the most interesting thing the wealthy would eat in the 16th century? Do you have a guess? Something disgusting because the stuff that they <laughs> ate back then was gross. And I'm one of the most pickiest people in the world. And let me tell you guys, <sighs> this losing your taste crap is real. Because I was sitting there. Yes. It has not you know, slowed me down with eating by any stretch of the means. <laughs> oh, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah. So like I was eating, I hate carrots, but I love beef stew. And so I just got these like cans of beef stew just so I could get something. And I'm just like, it all tastes the same. This is now the right. perfect time for me to try broccoli because I'll never know how gross it is. Oh, little trees. They're so good. Oh, they're so no? disgusting. But who knows? Uh -huh. I'd eat them now and I'd love them. And your taste might not be totally the same once it comes back. I'm just letting you know. Great. It could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Anyways, let's get back into what the people in the 16th century enjoyed eating if they were wealthy. Uh, because it's dead bodies, of course. Ew. It was, yeah, it was said that in doing this, it would cure any diseases you may have. In fact, the best kind of dead body, a delicacy, some may say, was if you could get your hands on an Egyptian mummy. Ew. Can <laughs> I ask you a serious question? I, I, I guess, yeah. How did we evolve? Like, I don't know. How did we live as long as we did to evolve into what we are today when we did such disgusting things back in the day? But you know what? This is what I think about that, right? So all these years in the future, are they going to look back and is someone going to be doing a podcast <laughs> and saying things we did were disgusting? Probably, right? Oh, oh, stupid. Like things we did was stupid. Like things we thought. Can you believe these people did podcasts about true crime? Oh, these right. crazy beings. I can see it now. <laughs> we are crazy beings, but, you know, that's besides the point. <laughs> so let's go on to another one. It was a sad day when Philip of Burgundy died. Some people would have a hard time accepting the fact that he was gone. When I say some people, I mean one person, his wife, Joanna. She would refuse to let go of her womanizing husband's dead body. Her father would even try to release her grasp. The government had to step in so that Philip's body could have a proper burial. Joanna, still unaccepting of her husband's death, would order him exhumed. Reunited with her husband's body, she would jump onto the casket and begin to kiss the corpse's feet. Ew. Yeah. His so feet. the feet fetish was a thing even back then? That's so oh, gross. No. Oh, my gosh, probably. From that joyous day on, the casket would go everywhere with Joanna, no matter what the task. Thank goodness the casket was usually kept closed, as Joanna would have every male with it, by herself or while eating with others. The decomposing body would even travel with her. Years later, Philip's body would finally be put to rest. Where, you ask? It would be buried right outside of Joanna's window. That's gross. We should hook her up with that dude who was keeping that girl yes! like, as a doll. The they one who was building the um, spacecraft. Yes, they would have been perfect together. Yeah, they could rejuvenate their dead loved ones together. But really, I mean, he didn't sound like a great guy. He cheated on her all over the place. Hmm. I mean, I guess she could ensure that by keeping him by her side that no other woman would want him. Or his dead body. Well, I don't think I think that was a problem that took care of itself, to be honest with you. I, I'm 
I'm talking about in her mind, Mark. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> That's awesome. Back, back in the day, if you were a hatter, you would use mercury to toughen the fur's fibers and make them mat together. The only problem with this was that mercury can be very poisonous if ingested or inhaled too much. This is where the term mad hatter came from. One of these mad hatters was Boston Corbett, the man who shot John Wilkes Booth. It was said that he went totally insane working for years as a hatter and handling mercury. Years before he shot Booth, get this, he castrated himself. What? With scissors. With scissors. That's gross. Ouch. I don't even have that part, but oh my God. Scissors? Yeah. I hope they were sharp. Oh my God. I, got, I don't even have that part. Neither does he now, Charity. Neither does he. <sighs> that God. is so gross. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Mark, you're going to really like this one, I think. Divorce was really expensive between the 17th and 19th centuries. We all know it can still be really expensive. Yes. But in England during this time... An alternative divorce came about. If you were a lower-class British man and were experiencing marital problems, you would simply sell your wife to another man. Oh, my God. So you would make some money off of her. This wife-selling would happen right out in public at local watering holes, markets, and even fairs. I wonder if the wife's got a say on who the men they would be sold to would be. Like, do they get a say? Like, oh, do you think this guy's cute? Because you could go, I could try to sell you to him. Or they just like, oh, you go with him. That is so so wrong in so many ways. Right? I also wonder how many times a wife could be sold. (laughs) Right? Like if, like, does your depreciation, do you get depreciation if like you've been sold five times? Is there a lemon law on this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah, do you sign like a, it's horrible. This 1856 model's been returned Eight times. Exactly. Eight times. <laughs> oh, so this awesome. one's like not worth as much. It's been used a lot. <laughs> oh also, why couldn't annoying husbands be sold or gifted away? Like I would assume some women at the time were probably like, dude, you don't even have to pay for him. You can just have him. Like, here you go. Take him. I've that had a lot of people would like to put that into play now. Right? See, I mean, if it was equal, I just don't know why the men could get away with it, but not the women. Well, I guess that was the past, right? That's still not they, right. I I agree 100%. Trust me, it's very wrong, but very interesting. Interesting indeed, Charity. There were some strange beliefs back in ancient Greece, Mark. I think we've read about some of them before. Um, but one of these beliefs was uh, that a small penis was much better to have than a large one. I've been trying to convince yep. people of that for years. <laughs> <laughs> the little peeps were considered much more elegant and cuter. The big ones were gross and thought to be old man penises and those of uncivilized men. I bet some men would thrive during these times. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. How funny is that? That so is if you were awesome. Like, if you were gifted with a large member back in the day, you were like you were shunned because it was dis- considered disgusting. Like, little oh, one he's was got like, a huge wang. He's dumb. Yeah, oh, st- yeah stay away from him. So oh, uncivilized. So <laughs> uncivilized. I thought that was that was really funny. That was. That actually got me to laugh. And Right? Humor is the best medicine. Before you uh, really move is. on to Triple D's charity, I want to give a huge shout out to one of our crime creeps. So Emily, which we've talked about Emily before. She's one of our original crime creeps from the get-go. Guess what she got for Christmas? What did she get for Christmas? She got a case watch hoodie. 
and took <gasps> oh, a wait picture. a minute. I saw a picture. Yes. And sent it to us. She's like, she wrote uh, and said, uh, received a case watch hoodie and some true crime related books, which my excitement to, of course, got me disturbed looks from the rest of my family. But that's the life of a crime creep. She is so, so right true. because the stuff that makes us happy other people look at me like, this guy's got an issue or that like, woman's got a problem. Horrified. Like, I hear something on the news and I immediately think, oh my gosh, I have to text Mark immediately and we're going to have to share this with our crime craves. I talk to other people and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You are messed up. Why they report do us. you want to share that? <laughs> right? <laughs> it really is. I know. All Thank God we have the crime creeps. Crime creeps need to unite. That's for sure. I agree 100%. In 1920, a man named, I'm going to... Say this slowly because I don't want to totally butcher it. Ila Ivanovich Ivanov. Anovov? Anovov? I don't know. Ivanov. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> wanted to do the unthinkable. He wanted to make a half human, half chimpanzee. Thankfully, the attempt was through artificial insemination and it didn't work. Here are some of the names Ivanov, I think that's how you say it, thought would be amazing for this hybrid. Listen to these names. A human Z, a Chuman, or a man pansy, which is my favorite. And the scary thing is, Mark, the only word that got spell checked was Chuman. So the other ones were recognized. <laughs> That's crazy. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> it's the only one that got underlined. I was like, oh, whoa, man pansy is a thing. And okay, human Z. I like man pansy. It sounds the cutest, but I'm glad it didn't work. <laughs> I don't know. I could have. I, I wish I had more time to think of different names because we could probably come up with some better ones. Hey, creeps, if oh, you I come up told- with some better crossbreed names of a human and a chimpanzee, feel <laughs> free. Feel free to share those with us. Make this make that with the word, whatever you come up with this week's review <laughs> word when you leave a review for us on. Uh, oh, my on God. Apple. On Apple. People are like, what's what's a Chewbacca? She. I don't oh know. My but God, a Chewbacca cheese. Apparently, awesome. uh, Case Watch talks about them. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I can't wait to see what people come up gosh. with. Oh, my gosh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I know these ones as as much as I do like the the man pansy I think well man pansy I this mean, guy left so many things that could on have the a different meaning be better. yes agreed <laughs> but yeah oh I bet I bet our crime creeps would come up with some amazing ones you're oh, right they're, they're go, go at it to. guys back in the 1880s there was a businessman named 
LaMarcus Thompson, and he was disgusted with the way Americans carried on, drinking all the time and hanging with ladies of the night at the many available brothels. LaMarcus was especially judgy towards Coney Island in New York. So apparently he was like really put off by Coney Island. Never been. I want to go. I want to go too. One of those places I always wanted to visit. Right? He decided he would try to bring some good, clean fun to this area to offset the hedonism. He would build the first roller coaster. Do you think it worked? I'm going to say no. <laughs> I think it would just make all of those hedonists now have something fun to do. Yeah. Other than just hang out at the brothels. <laughs> right? And just I add it. to it. I mean, let's give him an A for effort. He tried. He tried something. He I tried don't know what work. he was trying, but it wasn't what he had set out for. That's for sure. <laughs> I only I have a couple more and I'm going to read them both because I don't you know I can't waste them because they're so fantastic. Okay. The seventeenth Earl of Oxford. How amazing! The seventeenth Earl of Oxford. You said that <laughs> remarkably well. Like that rolled off Did your I? tongue perfect. Oh yeah. Wow. Maybe I should start talking like that, guys, instead of my normal Massachusetts. <laughs> Can you imagine if I just all of a sudden broke into the, an accent like that? It'd be interesting. Anyways. It sure would. The 17th Earl of Oxford once put himself in exile for seven full years. Why this severe self-punishment? Apparently, he let out a very large, loud, long fart while bowing for Queen Elizabeth in her courtroom. After his own sentence of exile was fulfilled, the Earl would go before the Queen. The first thing she had to say to him was, my lord, I had forgotten the fart. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this dude exiled himself for seven years, and she was like, "Dude, I, I, I forgot it the second you left the room." That's Can you imagine? Funny. Why are there people are way too uptight even today about farting? Oh Farting's hilarious. Mark, what, what you would have to exile yourself for like twenty years because of the SPD you did in the car? Oh, that was awesome though. <laughs> You would you would happily take the exile because it was worth it. <laughs> I couldn't even smell it right now. Who knows? <laughs> I would oh, have been letting true. it out all afternoon, and I would have never known. That's what my kid said to me. My youngest daughter said to me, she's like, Dad, just think about it. We can blow up the bathroom now, and you wouldn't even smell it. So you have a perfect excuse. You wouldn't. I'm like, you're right, kid. This is why I keep you around. <laughs> I know, but you're only the only sad thing is, is that you can't use it outside the house right now. Yeah, I know. Because you're quarantined. I'm quarantined to the studio in my bedroom. Yeah. Ugh. Well, at least you were able to get into the studio. So the here studio is my was last only one. Six feet from my bedroom. So <laughs> I know. Well, you didn't have. It's good to not exert yourself when you're trying to heal and get healthy. So I'm happy it's very close by to your to your bedroom. So here's the last one I have, and of course, has to do with the similar topic we just talked about. Because yes, again, I find those things very funny, and so does it, Mark. And I think a lot of people do. Yes. And this this is proof. Passing gas has caused joy and laughter over the ages. Here is some proof. King Henry II had a professional tutor that would fart on command to ensue laughter. His name was simply Roland the Farter. I love the, I love, I love these people this. of the past. Right? <laughs> I bet he took his job very seriously. Maybe doing exercises to create air bubbles or possibly eating foods he knew would cause gas. <laughs> this dude is like my hero. I would love to do this. He got paid. Oh, my God. He got paid. Like, this just proves all this time ago, 
this was this was still a form of laughter. Like a toot can make somebody laugh that far back in the past. If I ever get to the point in my life where I don't find farting funny or poop jokes, then I don't even need to be on this earth anymore because those are my fun. <laughs> those are the things that I find hilarious. It's so true, though. I can't it's stand so the uptight people who are always like, eh, it's so gross. No, it's not. It's awesome. And guess what? Everybody does it. I had a friend one time and she was like, oh, I've I've never passed gas. And I'm like, yeah, you have. Really? And she was like, no, I haven't. I go, then there's something wrong with you and your body's going to implode. So you probably should get that checked. Pretty sure Sorry. I do like the 13 gun salute every time in bed when I'm sleeping. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'll have to ask Kristen. She's not allowed in the bedroom right now. So Poor Kristen. there's three of us oh. quarantined in different corners of the house. Two of us have, have officially oh. tested and one hasn't, even though she has it, but she hasn't tested positive officially for it. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that poor house. You'll have to spray it real good with Lysol. Oh, well, before I come over, well, you, <laughs> you've I already had over. it too. So we're all good in the hood, man. But I guess you, you can still get it again. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Would you like me to enlighten and bring some more joy to you, Mark, with some triple Ds? I would love that, Charity. Go ahead. Okay. In 2016, bank employee Alberto Lopez from Arizona was suspected of stealing $5,000 from his workplace over the course of three months. He was reported to authorities, so he quit his job and moved to Phoenix. In 2018, Alberto applied for a job as a dispatcher for the local police department. Guess he forgot he was a fugitive. What a this he's a dumbass. Seriously, come on. Oh yeah, complete the police re- totally. The police realized right away and thought the easiest way to catch him was to have him come in for an interview. When he arrived, Alberto was quickly arrested. Come on, man. Anywhere but a police station. These guys are You're wanted. Dimwits, man. Unbelievable. Oh, dim oh yeah, Dimwit's a good one. Here is another. Drunk and wanting to go visit her sweetheart is the the opening title. Oh, boy. Tracy Nadine Ellenberg stole a horse and rode it through town, tying it to a bench outside a convenience store. When police caught up with her, she claimed she was sober, but informed them that the horse was drunker than a skunk. It wasn't clear. (laughs) I love these people, right? My dog did it. The horse is drunk. I'm not. It wasn't clear if riding drunk was a crime, but stealing a horse in disorderly conduct definitely was. <laughs> hey, if that horse was drunk, she was trying to just get it home safe. That's all. I I like how you, you have the other side of this, Mark. You could probably, I bet you could talk them into that. You could have been like, listen, the horse was staggering. I did it. I helped it out. I tied it to this bench so that it wouldn't, you know, walk into traffic. I probably I missed my calling as a criminal defense attorney. That's for sure. <laughs> right? I, I know. I argue, so. That's awesome. A Las Vegas poker dealer set up a hitmanforhire.net, but he didn't actually kill anyone. Instead, he took assassination jobs, approached the targets, and simply offered to let them pay him off to avoid dying. He was shocked to find that the victim would instead call the FBI and end his new, well thought out business plan. What an. Come on. I mean, he would have been better off taking the money and then just not going through with it and just right? disappearing. That's what I was What's thinking. Guy, do you going to go to the cops and be like, Hey, I paid this guy to off somebody and they didn't. But wouldn't you not get, pay- I don't know all the hitman things I've read about and stuff. You don't 
get fully get to collect the money until the deal is done, right? We're going so into Cherry's vast network of hitman stuff here that she knows. I'm assuming well, you get a I've, deposit. So if you uh, getting a domain name on GoDaddy's like 15 bucks. So if you're charging 10 grand to kill somebody, you get $5,000 down payment. Just get your down payment, move on. Like it's a pretty good deal right there. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I mean, yeah, maybe. Hitmanforhire.com. That was a pretty good web name. So <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The FBI would definitely not search that one out. Come on. Oh, now, Mark, guys. you're going you're gonna to really like this one. It has to do with meat again. Oh boy. Do they beat it? Yeah. Um, well, it doesn't say, but let me let me just read. A shoplifting Florida man attempted to flee a store, stripping naked as multiple stakes fell out of his pants. <laughs> the manager of a save-a-lot store confronted 28-year-old Stephen Short when he and patrons saw him stuffing the meat into his pants. The manager attempted to restrain the man, but he wiggled free, ran out of the store, and began taking off his clothes, leaving a trail of stakes on the floor. Police spotted Short running out of the store naked, and when he refused to stop, officers tased him. According to police, he stole four packs of ribeye steaks valued at $41. He was charged with resisting an officer without violence and first-degree petty theft. I mean, smart move. If you're going to run from the cops, get naked because you definitely are not going to get one that wants to jump on you. But we have tasers now, That's so true. That, that really helps taking you down quicker. That's true. All right, Charity. I know everybody else in here is wondering exactly what's to come next. When you left us off on the cliffhanger, this dude just made sausage patties out of two prostitutes. Where do we move he from did. here? did. Okay, so after making the burger patties to store in his freezer, like we talked about at the end of last episode, Metheny would then take any leftover body parts, etc., to an empty car lot near his work and bury them. Since he didn't make much money at his job and he had to be able to purchase his drugs and alcohol, Metheny decided to start a barbecue business on the side of the road for some quick cash. Can you see where this is going? Oh, boy, I do. Yeah. Instead of buying the burgers, he would cook. He would, of course, use the ones from his freezer. You know, the ones that were made up of mostly human meat. For many weeks, the patrons of this roadside business would eat human flesh without ever realizing that their own bodies would be a disposal of evidence. Keeping up with his busy little business, whenever Metheny started to run low on his meat supply... He would just go and kill someone else he thought no one would be looking for. Many of these people were homeless drug addicts or prostitutes, both men and women. Sounds like he was still revenge killing, thinking about his wife. Oh, this is so gross. It really makes me wonder if this dude had a good Yelp rating. <laughs> it was in the 1990s, so. Oh, so he's ahead I of mean... his time. Makes me wonder, though, because people obviously were digging what he was cooking. So this is gross. But wow, very inventive way of definitely maximizing profits. That's for oh, sure. God, his method of murder was usually stabbing the victims with a knife or strangulation. Metheny would finally be caught in December of 1996 during one of his attempted murders. The victim was able to escape and run to authorities to report the attack. Metheny was not a small man. He was over six feet tall at the time of his arrest and weighed about 450 pounds. And his nickname was Tiny. Of course it was. I never Wait, understand Wait till you see the pictures that. of him. Guys, he let looks- me let you in on a secret. Everybody gets it. You're calling us fat because like I remember growing Stop. up and being overweight and I I was too stupid to realize it back then. But like people would come over and be like, hey, 
the Patriots could use you on their line. It's like, yeah, you're Aww. just telling me that I'm fat, and I, I, it's just your funny way of saying it. I get it. It's not funny. Aw, it's not funny. His size was intimidating to his victims, but made it easy for police to find him. Police were worried that Metheny would put up a fight when they arrested him, but he went willingly and gave up information just as easily. He would tell police that not one of his barbecue customers complained of their burgers tasting funny. He was like proud of it. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> he was not only proud, but confident in his patty making and cooking. That's he would saying say, something. This guy, I, I bet he could cook a mean burger. Oh, oh, oh God. Uh, he would say this, Mark. The human body tastes very similar to pork if you mix it together. No one can tell the difference. Ew. Oh. See, I, I love pork, but I don't want a pork patty. That's disgusting. Can you imagine these people when, like, he was on the news and stuff and they said to themselves, huh, I, like, frequented that burger place on the side of the road for weeks and it was delicious. What would you do if that were you? I can't even think of how I would feel. All right. How many times in your personal life has somebody given you something to eat and you're like, oh, this tastes great. And then they tell you what it is. And now you're grossed out. That's happened to me okay. many times in real life. Okay. It happened to me once and I was pissed. It was it was with an ex-boyfriend and I am a super picky eater, guys. I'm a really picky eater. I don't like to try new things. I'm a super boring eater. That's just how I am. And we were at a restaurant. And he was like, just taste this. It's a piece of chicken, whatever. It was a tentacle Ew. from a squid. And I know people love them and it's delicious. I am not one of those people. I literally went to the bathroom and almost got sick because I just was, and it wasn't funny. I, I almost broke up with him because of it because <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> All right. So how did it taste before you found out what it was? Did you know it was gross? Uh, so I put it in my mouth and I chewed. It was extremely chewy. So I don't know if it just wasn't cooked right because I know I have many of friends and acquaintances that love squid, octopus, all that stuff. Gross. I knew immediately it was not chicken. So I spit it out and I demanded for him to tell me what it was. I was so grossed out. I don't blame you. See, though, that's not kind of the same thing of what I was going with. But like I've completely lied to my kid back when she was growing up and like feeding her <laughs> stuff and being like, that's chicken. I've used the same excuse like that's chicken and it's not chicken. And then she's like, oh, it's so good. And then later she'll find out what it is. You'll be like, oh, that's, I don't like that. It's like, really? Because you ate it for like 12 years thinking it was chicken. So what was like it? Do you have an example those, of what it would be like that you gave her? Of all things, pork. Like she uh, still to this day says it was gross. And it, no, we used to eat it all the time. You just didn't know. Right. You know, like, just like that old commercial pork, the other white meat. <laughs> so true oh it is <laughs> you remember i remember when my mother used to cook oh, sorry this is a little bit of a tangent my mother used to cook pork and back then they said you had to make sure it was completely white and cooked through and it was like a hockey puck and you'd have to like saw at it to eat it that's still how i cook everything <laughs> oh my god that's awesome all right, let's continue on with this disgustingness. Metheny would happily confess all the details of his murders as if he was telling a story. He even told detectives about the fisherman he killed, even though no one would have ever known about that murder. He would tell them he was a quote-unquote sick man. I guess he was self-aware. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know you're a sick person. He knows he's sick, but he I knows mean, he makes an awesome burger. Well, that's what I was just going to say. On the one hand, it's like, I know I'm a sick dude because I'm dismembering, chopping, or whatever, making people into meat and feeding it to people. But I don't know. He knows that's gross, but then tells everyone, well, they didn't know the difference. Like, what's the big deal? Because it's gross. That's the big deal. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, 
Maybe he thought that since he was caught, he might as well just be honest and blurt everything out. Or maybe like other serial killers, he wanted bragging rights. That's what I think. I think he wanted bragging rights. I think he wanted everybody to know exactly what he did and how horrible it was. Yeah, at that point, he knew he was busted. So he's just make myself sound right. better. Ugh. Or like have, people are going to want to interview me and I can write a, you know, tell people maybe even like embellish. Who knows, you know, with these people, because you can only believe what they're telling you. Correct. You know? There was absolutely no remorse shown by this man throughout the entire confession. There really was no emotion shown until this was said. The only thing I felt bad about any of this is I didn't get to murder the two mother effers I was really after. And that's my ex ole lady, O-L-E, and the bastard she got hooked up with. So that's the only thing he felt bad about, Mark. Hmm. Priorities are not in the right areas, sir. Uh yeah. And if he would do that to the people he hardly even knew and like feed them, what would he have done if he actually caught the ex and the new boyfriend? It makes you wonder. If they were even still sure. together. Who knows? I mean, they were both meth heads, you said. So who who knows what the deal is? Unless you know what's, what happened to them. I don't. So listen to this. Methany also said, so the next time you're riding down the road and you happen to see an open pit beef stand that you've never seen before, make sure you think about this story before you take a bite of that sandwich. Ew! (laughs) Oh my God! You should really think about that before you stop at any of these roadside stands because there is uh, health codes in place for a reason, people. And a lot of these places do not have them. Oh, my God. Well, here's the other thing, right? So I know each state has different stipulations in the Board of Health and Health Code and stuff like that. I mean, this was in the 1990s, but there had to be some sort of like you had to be licensed, I would assume, right? You would think. Cooking on the side of the road. Yeah, you would definitely think. Like, wouldn't they want to, like, check your meat? (laughs) Oh, it'd be like uh, Billy Bob's Meat Market beat my meat, gave me my prices. (laughs) I remember that back in the day. Oh, my God. I just, oh, my God. I don't know. Metheny's reign of terror lasted about two years before he was arrested. On December 19th, 1996, 41-year-old Joe, quote-unquote, Tiny Metheny, was charged with killing three women. He was first arrested for killing 26-year-old Kimberly Spicer, a woman he had met at a bar. Her decomposed body was found under a trailer about 10 feet from his place of employment. He was also charged for the killing of 28-year-old Tony Ingracia. Her body was found near Interstate 95, again, very close to Metheny's workplace. He had stabbed and strangled her. The third charge was for an unknown woman found decapitated. This woman would later be identified as Catherine Magaziner. Or Magaziner. I know I'm messing that up. There is also a fourth victim confessed, a man that police still haven't found. Metheny would beg the jury to let him die. Again, one of the coward asshats that want the easy way out and to not have to spend the rest of their days in jail, saying the words I'm sorry will never come out, for they would be a lie. I am more than willing to give up my life for what I have done, to have God judge me and send me to hell for eternity. He then said, I killed because I just enjoyed it. Well, he got just that. He was sentenced to death. See, again, this is where my views of the death penalty have changed so much. Me too. It's like he's begging for it because he doesn't want to sit in jail. And he's only 41. So that's going to be a long time in jail. So I don't know. I'm so torn with this. I really am. I believed in eye for an eye for a long time. And part of me still does, but me too. it's like we have said time and time again, it is the easy way out. These people need to sit in jail, think about all their liberty that is now gone because of what they did and now deal with it for the rest of their lives. They don't have a choice. Their choices were taken away from them once they were convicted. It's just the way I've started to feel in my life since we've been doing a lot of this. 
since we've been doing this. Exactly. Because once you read the full stories and some of the torturous things that these people were put through and you say to yourself, okay, death is an easy way out. Of course You know, they should have to suffer. It wouldn't matter though, because this will be overturned at the appeals court January 24th, 2000. Apparently, there were robbery charges that Metheny pled guilty to against his lawyer's advice. This was part of the reason for the new sentences of life in prison without the possibility of parole. Here is Metheny's own words. I was able to get this from skcentral.com. Here we go. I killed seven people, three men and four women. Two men I chopped up with an axe under a bridge in South Baltimore. I was found not guilty for them because they couldn't prove I did it. Under the same bridge, I also killed two women and one man who was fishing, who just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I weighed their bodies down and put them on that river. I showed police where I put them about three years later, but they couldn't find them, so they couldn't charge me for them. He went on to say, my murder rampage started out of revenge, but ended up as a passion for the taste of blood and the overwhelming sense of power one gets for taking the life of another. August 5th, 2017, at the age of 62, Joseph Metheny died in his cell at the Western Correctional Institute in Maryland. He was found unresponsive by a prison guard around 3 p.m. and pronounced dead shortly after. This was the only information I could find regarding his death. I couldn't find the cause of death, so I just assumed he died of natural causes. Again, the easy way out. I mean, again, he was, at least he was in jail for quite a while before he died. Some of these we've read, they literally like had a heart attack, you know, six a year months later. After they like I was nuts. There was one a couple of weeks ago where the guy died shortly after being put into prison. It's not fair. You know, you just think to yourself, how is that fair? But you know what? Life's not fair. So the one question that is still left unanswered, did this guy eat his own product? I know. I, I, I actually thought of that myself, Mark, and I couldn't. It didn't, there was no information regarding that. So in my mind, I think he didn't. He but he's known as a cannibal. Just, so that usually involves eating the person, not just serving the person. That's true. That's true. So maybe when I wonder, he had said, you know, got the taste for the blood, maybe that was more of than just like, oh, I get the taste for killing. It makes you me know really what? wonder. It's very possible. I mean, or he could just be called the cannibal killer because he forced people to become cannibals without knowing they were being cannibals. But I think he, to your point, I'm sure he tried it because he said he couldn't tell the taste. How would he know unless he t- didn't taste it himself? Right? If he true. tasted it himself, he would know that you couldn't tell the difference. That is crazy. So I'm going to go ahead and say yes to your question. I think he probably did. Do you think so? I think he did. Yeah. I don't want to think he did, but I mean, he's just so nonchalant about the whole thing that he, I, he totally did. It was like it wasn't a big deal to him. No, not at all. He didn't even care. Well, Charity, another week has went by and you did not disappoint. This case, I another one never heard of and i don't know where you find these but i'm so happy you do because this was an amazing case it's best if you don't know mark yeah you can't let out all your secrets Mm-mm, no way <laughs> all right guys uh text and voicemail line 603-212-4600 email info at casewatchpodcast.com uh we're gonna go ahead and hopefully get some normal full-length regular episodes out to you guys soon thank you for understanding in advance unfortunately like we said before the covid bug hit the case watch podcast studio so it is what it is but we had to get a couple shows out to you guys and until the next episode have a good one bye guys see ya
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.